You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magna, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Hi, this is Jeremy, one of the co-hosts of the Transmissions podcast. We hope you're enjoying this diversion from the main Empire of Rust storyline. My character's name is Seamoss, a Cybertronian scout, and his alt mode is an all-terrain cycle. We had a lot of fun playing in the Empire of Rust universe, and we hope you enjoy listening to episode two of A Hell by Any Other Name. You follow the tunnels upwards for hours. The path twists and turns in an unnatural warren that looks like it was excavated by something. Strewn all along the path are broken pieces that look suspiciously like the joints and servos of tiny mechanical animals. Uh, So CMOS uh, sees all this stuff first and I imagine you will uh, relay that information back to your friends here. Can I examine some of these things? Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Go ahead and roll up a medicine check. Um, I would like to do a a life science roll to see if any of these parts that we're seeing may have come from the same creatures that we we were attacked by. Okay. And a 14 for my roll. 14? Uh, you, it doesn't look like they are from the, the same thing. These look uh, a lot smaller. These are the prey, not the predators. Uh, I rolled a 24 to examine the things as well. Okay. On a 20 sided die? I rolled a 15 <laughs> plus my, my bonus. My, my medicine bonus is 9, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's an old joke. <laughs> practically an antique. Careful with that antique. Alright, uh, so you can determine that something had torn these things apart and gnawed on the bodies. You can see bite marks on the edges of the, the joints. Does it does it look like we're like we're getting they're getting more and more body parts the further we're going on? Like we're going towards their nest? Not especially. It doesn't look like it, it's getting like more and more. Uh, it's been a fairly, fairly consistent number. So, like every like two or three minutes or so, you Seamoss um, uh, would report back that there's a uh, like a little piece kind of on the side there, just something to take note of. Have there been any side pathways? We've just been like going through a straight tunnel. There's no, there hasn't been any branching pathways for all the time we've been down here. So far, just one straight, well, curving, but one linear path. What about the uh, the areas where uh, the body parts are strewn about? Are there any evidence of these things having burled out from the walls or the ceiling in that general area? Nothing that you can really tell. the The walls generally look fairly fairly solid. Do the do the teeth marks and stuff look like something that the previous creature would have made? Ah, that is a good question, and the answer is no. Based on the 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 kind of the drilling kind of nature of the last creature, 
you don't think that these things were killed by the same creature. Oh, good. <laughs> Something new and terrifying. I just want to make sure I get uh, an author credit or some kind of credit on your publications with this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Can, can we try to identify the teeth marks? Uh, sure. What, were your, uh, what was your medicine check? It was a 24. This was not a boating accident. <laughs> this was not an electrovore. It was a shark to come. Uh, the teeth marks are a lot larger than the, the vora spear, and uh, there are multiple rows of them. Uh, if you didn't know any better, you would think that it was a Sharktacon that ate these things. Oh, uh, Sharktacons are from the planet of junk. Guys, uh, we might be in some trouble here. Um, what? What is it? These teeth marks, uh, they look like they're Sharktacons, but uh, all the Sharktacons I know are, are with Rekgar and Rummage on Earth. I hadn't heard of any oh. Sharktacons coming here to Cybertron. God, do I hate being right. <laughs> All the damn time. <laughs> uh, very well. Um, let's see. Some of my best friends are Sharktacons. I, hope, I, I, I don't know what they'd be doing down here. Oh, perhaps you know these ones then. Or they are relatives or friends of yours? Hmm? There's, a, there's a lot of junkions on the planet of junk. We don't all know each other. That is racist of you, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, not to be impolite, but Sharktacons aren't, aren't the smartest uh, tools in the bunch, so we should just keep our eyes open as we go forward. Sure, sure. Uh, from this point on, I think I will take rear guard and continually be looking over my shoulder to keep watch from our rear flank. Okay. All right, so you walk onward for another hour in the pitch darkness of the tunnel uh, when it bends sharply to the left. Seamoss, uh, you are in the lead, so in the distance, over a hundred feet down, you see a dim light shining from an opening on the left-hand side of the tunnel. Uh, the sickly green light casts an eerie glow onto the walls, and the path seems that much darker beyond it. Okay. So your friends have not seen this yet, so you can either wait for them to catch up to you, or you can report back what you've seen. I'm going to report back and hold position until they catch up. Okay. Uh, what are the rest of you going to do? Keeping a vigilant watch off the backside. Now that we are stopped, anything that may have been following us is sure to catch up and devour me first. You may live on. Very lightly. So are we close enough now to see the, the light that Seamoss saw? Uh, yeah. Assuming that you're going to go right up to Seamoss and right behind him? Yeah. Can I try to identify what the source of that light, like... Would I recognize that light like a, a spark signature or something? Uh, n not especially. It's, okay. It just looks like something casting a, a green light onto the uh, out of the door onto a hallway. Okay. So you can see that it's coming from an opening in the side of the wall as well. Do we hear anything coming from there? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check, everyone. Hmm. Uh, 17. And I'm not doing much better. It's... Uh... Ten. Seven. 
Uh, Scrap Heap, you do notice the sounds of chewing coming from ahead of you. Something's in there, and it sounds like it's eating. Well, perhaps we should wait until it's finished, so it won't be hungry anymore before we move on. Or maybe we should try to sneak past. I mean, I have 11 stealth, but we're so far away. Seamoss, can you, uh, like, maybe go to the edge of the door and peek in and then come back? Is, is, are you stealthy enough to do that? Possible, I can try. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. 23. Oh, 24. Damn! Uh, yeah, you get yourself right up to the, the door, and you peer in, uh, and what you see... Horrifies you to your very soul. <laughs> yes. Spark. Sorry. That's what it does. As you peek in, you can see that it leads into a larger chamber, a 70 foot by 70 foot chamber. And on the opposite side, you can see a pair of crystals illuminating a doorway uh, in that same unnatural green light. The glow only reaches a few spaces into the cavern though, and the rest is cast into darkness. But you can definitely hear the sounds of chewing come from the darker corner on the left. And the cavern continues on past this opening? Uh, the cavern or the tunnel? Or the, the tunnel, yeah. Sorry. Yep. The tu- this, this, ca- this, little, this opening leads into a smaller chamber, which has a door on the opposite end of it, mm-hmm. and the tunnel continues going past this opening. Okay. So it's not quite a fork, but it's a little side room. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? I am waiting for the reports or the screams. Whichever comes first. <laughs> Did I come back or am I still... Uh, you're still at the door, but you can go back if you want. Uh, I might as well just stay there and report back over the comms. Okay. So yeah, Seamoss reports back and tells you what he saw. And it horrifies you. The mm, Description? Was he making something up, or did he actually see something? No, he, he reports back whatever, like what I just said. The darkness is chewing. I'd be horrified oh. if I heard the darkness chewing. <laughs> so all we have to do is just bathe ourselves in light. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong with this plan. Uh, I mean, who, are you feeling courageous? Do we want to rush him or just try and sneak past the doorway? I could also try rolling for diplomacy if we were in the encounter. <laughs> I have seven diplomacy. Yeah. Diplomacy. <laughs> mm, yeah, let's go with democracy. And <laughs> the votes are diplomacy isn't going to vote. <laughs> okay. Well, especially with Kiloton on the team. He's going to probably want to just go in, guns blazing. Uh, I think we should probably go together. And sneaking, I don't think it's an option for not all of us can see entirely in the dark. So whatever light source that we use to see where we're stepping and where we're going, of course, is going to eliminate, uh, illuminate ourselves. But we don't have to go into the cavern at all. We can keep walking down the tunnel if we want. Oh, you're talking about just sneaking by the opening. Yeah. That's, that's possible. That's doable. Yeah, let's get in position. Let's give that a try. Let creatures have their meal in peace and leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. 
again, it's possible that if we just wait until it's finished eating, it'll be, you know, completely full. It'll get that little bit of uh, lasagi after you eat something, <laughs> a big meal, and uh, take a nap. We, we could just wait it out. It's possible. Uh, by this point, Kiloton has uh, walked up behind you, Seamoss, uh, and is asking, when are we going in? When, when are we going in? What are we going to do? Are we going in? See? <laughs> Kiloton, maybe we should just uh, keep going down this tunnel here and try to get, trying to find the way out. But there's something in there. We can shoot it. No wonder the Decepticons lost. Wait, is Kiloton a Decepticon? Yes, he is. Oh, very nice for him. Prominent Decepticon badge. All right. Uh, Kiloton, uh, lead the way. I'll, I'll shine my lights behind you and try to let you let you see if you want to. He, he's going to transform and jump into someone's arm. Oh. <laughs> he's like, he, he just wants everyone else to do the actual work so he can get the credit. <laughs> uh, what do I, I have? A, well, you're the you're the best marksman, Seamus. <laughs> yeah, Seamus, what's your uh, your ranged uh, bonus? Ranged is four. Yeah, you're definitely the best shot. Kiloton kind of just like pats you like on the back. It's like this guy doesn't need my help. You little uh, you little scientist over there. You need my help, right? No, no, no. Don't don't go putting yourself in my hands. These are hands of science, of discovery, destruction. Eh, it comes easily enough. I don't have to try. Uh, unless you physically stop him, he is going to come up to you, transform, and get onto your arm. Who's? Professor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Let's, you know. Let's do this. All right. Well, Kiloton Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you actually pulled my arms there. Easy to trigger. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my weapon and uh, I guess um yeah I, guys I guess I guess we're doing this. <laughs> All right, let me let me move up there. How far away did the eating sounds sound like they were? Uh, the opposite side of the the cavern, so about seventy feet away. Okay. I'm going to arm my laser pistol. It's range of eighty. Is there, um, are there any, like, can I pick up, like, any pebbles on the ground? Ah, uh, there's some little body parts you can use. Can I, can I take, can I, can I take a, a servo and, and throw it into the, the darkness in the direction of the, the thing? Yeah, sure. Just to try to, to draw it out, to make it come to us. Okay. Uh, so I have to roll, uh, I guess, throwing, a throwing attack? Yeah, it'd be, uh, thrown. Okay, here we go. All right, when it comes out, we blast it with our lights on high beams and we'll attempt to blind it as we shoot it down. Okay. So that we can, you know, examine it for science later. Okay. Are you trying to, uh, like, actually hit it with something or just make a noise? I'm trying to, like, throw something right in front of it so that it'll draw it towards us. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and make a throne attack. Natural 20. Oh, nice. Uh, not only do you get it in there right next to him, you bunk it off of whatever this creature is. So you definitely get its attention. Okay. He didn't accidentally throw it down its throat and choke it down <laughs> on a little piece of butt finger. Does it start coming towards us? Uh, yes, it does. Are you uh, staying in the doorway to... Is anyone staying in the doorway to see what's happening? I am. Uh, yeah, in order to get a, a good shot, I think uh, we all should probably be at, at least at the doorway. What is the range of uh, Kiloton? He has a 60-foot range. 
Okay, uh, well, yeah, I think we should do what the professor said and shine our, our high beams on with it. Like, when, if we, when we see it come out of the darkness, shine our high beams on it. Okay. While, we're, while we have our weapons raised, ready to... Like, can, can we turn on our lights and fire in the same round, or is that two actions? Uh, I'll say that's one action. That's fine. Okay. You land that piece of debris on the creature, and you now hear something charging towards you. And what you see is a bulbous round form covered in sharp spikes. Uh, When your lights land on it, you do see it recoil a tiny bit. It still maintains its charge, but it's, uh, you see that it's not too happy that you're shining lights in, in, in its face. Uh, and there are two rows of incredibly sharp teeth, a pair of eyes filled with savagery, and it lets out a guttural roar charging at you. Roll for initiative. So you're saying diplomacy probably wouldn't work with this one. I, I don't know. Did you try? <laughs> no. Uh, 21 for the professor. 21. I have 10. 10 for CMOS. Scrap Heap is a 14. Scrap Heap's a 14. It's an awfully fast scrap heap. And Kiloton got himself a five. Uh, actually, go ahead and place yourselves one there, uh, like wherever you want on the map. Whatever positions you want to be in. Right, so I could be standing here and able to shoot, shoot through the doorway. Sure can. Do we recognize this as a shark to come? Uh, once it comes into the light, yes. Yes, you certainly do. And since you were prepared for it, uh, you can all take a uh, uh, take an action before the actual round starts. So all of you are in the surprise round, and the Shakticon is not. So the order is going to be uh, the Professor, followed by Scrap Heap, followed by the Shakticon, followed by Seamoss, and then Kiloton. Now, Mike, in order to get the uh, the BAB bonus from Kiloton, do I have to take my action after his each round? Uh, yes, until his round comes back up again. Uh, second question, since it is a surprise round, not a full uh, actual round, can I delay until after he goes? Until after Kiloton goes? Yeah, and, and still get an action in the surprise round here. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. Okay, then that's what I'll do. All right, so in surprise round, Professor is delaying. Scrap Heap, you're up next. Okay. Would there be any chance that I could, I mean, I guess, I guess this would, like, since I, Junkions know the Sharktacons, would there be any chance I could, like, do a do greeting? Do you know the universal greeting? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do you have diplomacy? I, no, I have, I have a negative, a minus one diplomacy, so this is maybe not the best, maybe not the best, uh, the best thing to do. If you listen real hard, you can actually hear the listeners saying <laughs> right now. I think Kiloton wants to shoot with the universal. <laughs> I'll give it. You guys, you guys are you're probably going to shoot anyway. If if I fail, you guys are will fire anyway, and we still got the surprise round. So I guess this you know, this is the this is the time to try it. <laughs> ba weep, grana weep, ninny bong, and I guess I will roll a diplomacy check. Go for it. Uh, eight. Still a uh, still charging towards you. 
Maybe he can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the shark, but it's not the surprise round. So, Simos, it is you. Fifteen. Fifteen to hit uh, is a hit. Okay. Five. Five damage? Nice. Well, I mean, I do. I rolled a one for range. Oh, you don't add your your range to the, the damage, only to the attack rate. Oh, sorry. Okay, then one. <laughs> uh, okay, so Simus, that was you. So Kiloton is going to go next, unless, Professor, you are going. Or are you going to wait? Um, has uh, has Kiloton aided me in the shot? If you, would like him, if you would like him to, then he will. He will oh, lend his BAB to you, so he will lend a uh, plus four to you. Wow. Plus four. Okay, adding that in, and rolling. Haha! A 25. Bar one of great bitches! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hit. Yes, that's a hit. Uh, D8, did I hear you say correctly for uh, Kiloton as a gun? D8 for damage, yes. And I also add in that plus four? No. <laughs> can't blame a bot for trying <laughs> hey eight that's not bad eight points of damage yeah it's right there on the right wow. into the uh, chat window as a scientist I always uh, require myself to show proof of work <laughs> will that hurt my shark uh, I will whisper to Kiloton Kiloton do you know what I like about Decepticons? What? Nothing. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Pull my trigger. Be now. quiet and do your job. Back up to the top of the round, then the uh, Scrappy. You get to go first. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. Well, no, I guess I should just try it. And just finish him off. He's probably. He's How not. How of you? He's probably. Wait. Well, maybe he. But he'll be in the mood to talk now that we heard him. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the universal greeting again. Ba weep, grana weep, ninny bong. I did even worse. <laughs> Two. Maybe you should have handed off some of that energon. Uh, if I understood you correctly, you said something derogatory about his mother. <laughs> He's now staring straight at you. <laughs> Thanks for distracting. <laughs> Run. <laughs> well, now it's the Sharky's turn. Oh, yeah, that's definitely again. Uh, 16. Uh, that's a hit. Mm-hmm. Are you attacking me? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is going to chomp down on your face for six points oh of piercing damage. And he's going to grab you. Get it off me. So now, Get it off me. So now he is holding you in... Uh, in his mouth. By the face. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I might not have. Uh, I need you to... I rolled a... So that was a 16 to hit. Uh, is 16 equal to your KAC plus 4? No, my, my KAC is 15. Okay, then he does not grab you. He tries to grab you. Okay. My face is still intact? <laughs> your face is still intact. Okay. Okay, Seamoss, uh, now it is your turn. All right. It's like kissing a bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a level seven tactical knife. I think I might try that. I need to get up close. 
I'm gonna move here and then attack him with my knife. Go for it. Now on this one, you're not adding the range bonus, but you're gonna add your melee bonus, the one right above that. Okay, so that's 11. 11 to hit. Uh, actually, because I gave him a penalty because you guys blinded him, that is a hit. Hey, hey. So that's four. Four points of damage, not bad at all. It's S, slashing. Yep. Uh, don't worry, if it is relevant, I will mark it off. Kiloton is gonna do... What is he gonna do? I think he will continue to lend uh, a plus four to his wielder. Yep, he will continue doing that. Which means it is back up to the professor. Alright then, I will, seeing how the shot to come is very close, Take a guarded step to here, and I will shoot at him with a 16 for the shots. 16 is a hit. Well then, let's give you some damage, shall we? Yeah? Yeah. 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 Too pitiful, unrespectable, <laughs> decrepit. You can blame Kilogram. Yes, I think I will. All you did was pull the trigger. You didn't pull the trigger hard enough. <laughs> Remember, in the end, you chose me. And I regret my decision. Good. Then you learned from it. <laughs> Maybe the junkie on be better next time. Back up to the top of the round for our Sharkticon buddy. Uh, so, is it my turn? Yes, it is. Because you are at the top of the round. Yes. So... Can I take a guarded step back and then fire my gun? You may certainly do that. Uh, no, the time for diplomacy has passed. <laughs> Am I going to aggressive negotiate? <laughs> it, it was probably passed when we planned on ambushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you you did the Leroy Jenkins. Thing. <laughs> the negotiations were short. <laughs> Star Wars, I get that one. Uh, I rolled a natural 20, plus my range bonus 22. Ooh, that is a uh, Is it a crit? Yes, that's a crit. So you are going to roll your damage twice. Add Okay, 1d4. And this is... Is this F mean fire damage? For the laser yes, it pistol? does. Okay. Four and... Uh, one, five. And you kill it. <laughs> That'll teach you to gnaw my face off. <laughs> oh, man. My poor Sharkticon. <laughs> the first creature was fiercer. <laughs> it was. Well, that hit of, uh, of eight that you did, like, right in the first round, that, uh, that really killed a lot of its hit points. Yeah. yeah. And then my knife. Yep. And the, yep, the, two, uh, the two D4s on that wasn't bad either. All right. Well, uh, you have the corpse of a Sharkticon in front of you. Kiloton transforms and looks at you, Professor, and just shakes his head. Remember, hard-learned lessons are well-learned lessons. Is, is the Professor an Autobot? What What is your uh, race? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm, an, I'm an Autobot. Oh, okay. A vehicle of that, that type. But uh, just to be sure, I will take a step <laughs> out of his reach. <laughs> okay, guys, right. let's not start the war over again. The war's over, guys. I'd like to examine the corpse. Perception, then. Looting a shark to kind of is like looting a regular shark. You just cut it open and see what's inside. Fifteen. Lots of meat. 
Metal meat. <laughs> Metal meat. So uh, you see a lot of like little bits and pieces of debris kind of all over his teeth. So it looks like it was chewing on something. And you see kind of something like weird. It looks like like damage along the side of it, like burn marks and stuff like that, but not damage that you guys did. Yeah, it's something spicy. I uh, not especially. It's like on the exterior, like on like, his sides, like on his flanks. Oh, not from our weapons. <laughs> no. But does it? But does it look like weapons fire? Uh that would be a medicine check, I think. Sure. Why not? I will aid the professor since he aided me last time. Uh, just in case you need to know, the aid rules are if you get a 10 or higher, you add plus 2. If you get a 20 or higher, you add a plus 4. And I don't think you guys will be hitting a 30 this time. Why don't you roll uh, for your aid first, and that way I can add in the number to the calculation here. Okie dokie. Another natural 20. <laughs> plus uh, 9 for my medicine, 29. So I get Yeah, plus 4. I almost hit 30. <laughs> almost a plus six. Wow. That's impressive. All right. So uh, my medicine roll is a 30 <laughs> with all of that. Nice. Uh, it looks like the Sharktacon has been experimented on. It looks like someone was like taking bits and pieces out of the like its flank, like like shaving off some of the metal, uh, experimenting on and seeing like what kind of like what kind of damage you could do to it. I'll pull out my data pad and review my notes. Did I do any experiments on shark accounts recently? I don't think so. Nope. I guess not. Poor little fella. That's all absolutely horrendous. Experimenting on shark accounts? And Scrap Heap, you, you think, uh, because the, because you kind of know a little bit about Shaktacons, you would think that uh, the probably one of the reasons why this was this one was so aggressive was because it, it has been abused. It's mm-hmm. been abused and experimented on, so it saw you guys moving around, and it's like, hey, this is... I'm going to attack. Mm-hmm. Is there a... I guess, can we go into the... Um the chamber now and maybe examine that yeah oh sure go into the lair <laughs> let's hope there's not like a little family of these things well let, let's let's take another look inside make sure we don't hear anything else inside <laughs> you want me to do another sneak around yeah if you can yeah look in take a quick look and see yeah do a stealth uh give me a stealth check followed by a perception stealth check is 24 Perception is four. Inside the chamber, uh, you see a couple of things of note. Uh, you still see the, the door with the, uh, the two glowing crystals along the sides of it. Uh, that has not changed. In the corner where, the, uh, where you think the Shaktacon was, uh, you see a, uh, like a, a nest of shredded metal. Looks like it might have been the Shaktacon's nest. And over on the right-hand side, you see a uh, a crate, like a, uh, a box. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the uh, box? I usually don't like the answer to that question. <laughs> is it a cat, and is it alive or dead? Is that something I can I can look into, or do they have to? No, you can go up to the the box and 
try to open it, look at it. Okay. Uh, it. All right. So yeah. Is that another perception. Yeah. Go ahead and give me one more one more perception check, please. <clears throat> Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, so the case is uh, the box is over in the corner. Uh, it bears the emblem of Central Reclamation, the primary hospital of Iacon. Uh, do you want to open it up? Sure. Okay. Uh, so inside the box is a basic med kit, uh, an azimuth laser pistol, two energon nodes, and a data pad. Okay. I would take all of those. Um, I will probably give the data pad to the professor to review since he's one of the medical people. I already have one of the azimuth laser pistols. So should I give that to someone else? I think we all have one. Oh, okay. Or you can uh, keep it and use uh, the battery when yours runs low. Okay, I'll do that. Or just switch out one gun for the other when you run out of shots. So I guess we can each add an Energon node to our supply for me and the professor? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we can split those. Yeah. And then the med kit, would that be better served in the hands of one of the scientists? Yeah, I, I guess. What, is the, what does the med kit do? Does it does like add some additional health or when you use it? Uh, it allows you to do a, a DC 25 medicine check to treat deadly wounds, uh, which will allow you to heal some hit points without expending any energon. It's useful once we get into uh, hit point damage to attempt uh, that medical check first before we use up our resources. Mm. And I am going to be checking out the data pad with the computer's roll. See if I can I, uh, get it working or see what is on it. And that roll is a 15. Uh, it is. Uh, so it's a data pad belonging to a bot named Ether. And it is a catalog of repair procedures for field medics. Uh, the knowledge on it will give you a plus two to medicine checks. Excellent. Can I, can I read that as well and gain that as well? If you want to. Uh, do you have some med kit? I do. I mean, we, I don't think we decided who would take it, but... Uh... Um, why don't you take some med kit and the data pad? Okay. And uh, you can uh, you can be the first responder for for the the medical things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How did this crate get down here with the shark decon? The shark decon carried it, perhaps. <laughs> uh, Good question. They have arms, yeah. They can transform. Know if any Sharktacons would be allowed to take medical supplies out of the Iacon Reclamation Clinic? Uh, perhaps, it, perhaps it was carried down by uh, Ether himself, and the Sharktacon was devouring him. Was there another door in the room? Yes, there is. Does it look like any of the body parts the Sharktacon was chewing on were like bigger bots or just those little animals that we've already seen? Uh, make a medicine check. Uh, 21. Uh, it looks like it was chewing on the mangled remnants of a leg. 
a regular sized bot leg. Yep. Oh, poor ether. Okay, well, that's not good news. <laughs> Looks like this Sharktacon already ate somebody down here. Um, I will take uh video imagery uh, recording of the leg so that we can identify it later. I think one of the scientists yeah. should also examine those green um gem- or the green stones that are glowing. Oh, the crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I will. I have lab tools that it gives me a plus two to my life science check. Or is it? I don't know what it. What is it? Is it? What kind of check should I do for this? For these crystals? Uh, I would say physical science for this one. Okay, that lab tools also gives me plus two to physical science. Well then. Okay. How convenient. <laughs> I I shall aid you on this as well. Uh, my aid roll is a twenty-five, which gives you a plus four to your roll. Okay, so I have a plus thirteen total. I rolled a twelve, twenty-five. Not bad, not bad. Uh, it looks like it is energon that has been experimented on. Uh, it looks very in, stru- in structure. It looks very similar to the Energon uh, crystals that you saw in that first cavern, but it looks like someone has uh, has been doing something to this. This Energon doesn't look right. Looks like some interest. Something's been it's been altered. Can we can we take it? Yeah. Can we take a crystal just as a sample? Sure. Carefully. One green crystal. Is there any like? Uh, could I do any kind of deeper analysis to like see if it has any weird properties for like what what it what its effect would be on a bot that would ingest it? Uh, you have two options with that. <laughs> <laughs> Speed it to kill us. <laughs> uh, you can either bring it to some place that actually has like a, a full-on laboratory that you can examine it carefully, or you can just shove it in somewhere and see what happens. <laughs> I'm putting my finger on my nose. <laughs> Not it. Uh, I think I'll, I will just pocket it for now, and <laughs> we'll, we'll analyze it later. <laughs> Uh, I would also like to take a sample of the green crystal, uh, and I'm going to take a small portion of the yellow crystal uh, that I had from before, and put it in the same compartment with the green crystal, and uh, see if there's any transmutative properties between them, if they are in close proximity. Okay. And I will leave them in a separate compartment on my person uh, those two together sounds good to me and hopefully the reaction isn't volatile (laughs) hopefully it is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Decepticon for DM of course (laughs) that's what DM stands for isn't it Decepticon master (laughs) Uh, alright what you want to do CMOS, can you uh, look into the next room? See if there's anything, if you can see anything in there? 
Yep, I can do that. So, 20 stealth. Uh, so as you get up to the door and try to open it, you find that the door is locked. You will either need to make a strength check or a computer's check to hack the door controls. All right, I have six computer. Where's the strength? There's an actual door? Mm-hmm. Well, my, my computers are seven. Uh, respectable. I also have t- um, 12 strength. Typically, uh, with uh, when it comes to checks like this, uh, like the actual actual skill checks are usually easier to do than something like an ability check, like a strength, because you're always adding more than your your strength. Um, so you have a you said your strength was twelve, right? My strength is twelve. Computer is six. So when you add uh, your strength, you roll the d twenty and you add your modifier, which is a one. But with computers, you add, you roll a d20 and then add your skill, which is going to be a 6. So generally, the skill checks are easier to do, but also the, the DCs to, to, to do it are a little bit higher. Okay. Well, the professor has a computer of 7, so maybe we can let him try to hack the door. You can also aid him if you want. Okay. Now I'll aid him. So I, I have a 7, too. Can we both aid well, him? Well, looks, looks like you have a choice of who you want to aid. Okay. Only only one other person can fit in the doorway to aid. Yeah, it, it's a small doorway. Uh, a small then doorway. We'll, uh, we'll go with the scientist. Yeah. Okay. I will. Uh, uh, Fifteen plus seven is twenty-two. So plus four. So that's a plus four. And there's my roll. Did that come up? Uh, natural? Yeah, uh, 20. Okay, yeah. Total of 20? Yes, a total of 20. Uh, the door clicks green and slides open. And, uh, Seamus, you said you were gonna, uh, try to sneak in and check it out? Yeah, I need to roll again. Uh, what did, did you already roll still? Well, I mean, I had rolled a 20, but you said the door was locked. I'll roll over the, the stealth check, uh, since you didn't have to, to use that roll on anything else, so... Uh, a 20 on stealth uh, will get you in with no problems uh, and you realize very quickly that there is nothing actually in uh, like no no actual person in this room uh, go ahead and give me a perception check though you got 11 you rolled in 11 okay uh, all right so you what you see is a small habitation suite a, a 15 by 15 foot habitation suite with a low ceiling a rusting recharging slab is attached to the opposite wall stacked haphazardly in the corner are several body parts arms that are missing a few fingers legs covered in stains from some unrecognizable substance half a face frozen in a tormented scream and most disturbing a barely glowing spark in a crystalline container hooked up to the recharging slab on a workbench are various tools and repair implements to aid in the disassembly of bots laser drills joint cutters and in the center is a glass canister of a swirling brown mist. Alright. What 
do you do? <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> Stuff of nightmares. Um, the professor slowly backs out of the room. <laughs> can I attempt to identify this brown mist in the container? Yes, you can. Uh, it's going to be a medicine check. Uh, that is a 28. Damn! Uh, well, you recognize a whole bunch of things. The first thing you recognize is the tools around the, the mist are uh, definitely tools that have been stolen from a repair clinic. And as you examine them, you realize that they are from Central Reclamation. Uh, likely, they were probably in the, uh, the crate that was in the previous room. But as far as the mist, uh, you recognize that as a form of cosmic rust. It's recognized as a plague to most technological life and is a prohibited substance in Iacon. But repair clinics use it in very, very small doses to disintegrate skin that was eaten by acid or uh, some that becomes contaminated by radiation or or cyber poisons. Okay, guys. Uh, I don't want to alarm anyone, but uh, do not get close to this container here. This is cosmic rust. Ah, very, cosmic rust. Yes. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. True, but uh, there are several good uses for it. Um, does it? Its container doesn't look like damaged or anything, right? So it's 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 not going to leak out or anything at the moment. No, the container looks like it's in good shape. Is it mobile? Like, could I pick it up, or is it like bolted to the ground or stationary? It is mobile. Okay. Uh, however, it is about as big as your head. Okay, so if I were carrying it, I couldn't do anything else with my arms. Right. Okay. Probably best to leave it where it is. Does it? Does it? Uh, in terms of how brittle the container is, like if if it fell over, would it shatter? Or if it, like if if it got shot, like how how durable is its container to damage? It looks like the container was designed to contain this, so you don't think that if it fell off the table, it would release it everywhere. Mm -hmm. But you also think that it wasn't designed to withstand weapons fire. So if it was shot, it would likely break open. Okay. Might I suggest just moving it over to the corner? Yeah. Is there is there any is there any any uh, kind of like locker or storage in this room that we could put it in like uh no doesn't look it it okay. looks pretty sparse okay yeah then i guess just put it in the corner um can i examine the spark what color is the spark the spark is blue hmm. and there's no like you can't tell if it if there's if it belongs to a particular body it's just completely Un, uh, unattached completely unattached uh, it looks like it, it is very very weak it is, it is very very dim uh, it looks like it's probably dying uh, you can make an engineering check if you'd like you said it was it was hooked up to the recharge slab 
Correct. I guess I will do that. Uh, 14. It looks like the spark is powering the recharge slab. Oh, nasty. This just got dark. Can I attempt to stabilize the spark? Like, um, let's see. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know what check I would use it. Like, can I attempt to have this, like, not stop the spark from char powering the recharge lab and just stabilize it so that it doesn't it doesn't get any dimmer or like can maybe be potentially removed or or transferred somewhere you think you can disconnect it fairly safely uh but as far oh. as like actually like stabilizing it or trying to like get it back to where it was uh, you don't think that you're going to be able to to do that do you think it would be possible to reverse uh, the energon polarity on the recharge slab so that a bot perhaps laying there could help to stabilize it with its own energon? You think that's possible, but someone would actually have to stay on the recharge slab hooked up to it in order to do that. How much of a drain do we think that would cause in the bot? Uh, difficult to say. Go ahead and do a uh, medicine check. Yeah, yeah. Medicine is 27. 27? You guys are crushing the uh, medicine DCs here. Well, you're the one who gave us a plus 11 and plus 10 and such. <laughs> uh, you think that, at best, you could drain half of the, the life energy of someone's spark in order to restore that much energy to the, the, the disembodied spark. What about using that green or the yellow energon crystals? It's an interesting idea. The, the yellow crystals were more of a, a nominal uh, energon source, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the green ones were the tainted. Well, you don't know exactly what's going on. Could we use just the 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 regular Energon nodes we harvested to help the spark? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a simple energy transfer. We should be able to, yeah. If you want to give it a shot, go for it. Can we can we tell um how long the spark will live without any help? Like, is it? minutes, hours, days? Uh, you think since you disconnected it, you think it has uh, probably another few hours. I was going to ask, is it, is it something that we could carry or put in our storage to take with us? Um, should we though? It's uh, just a spark. We, we don't happen to have a spare body or a protoform to put the, the spark into. Well, we could take it back to the medical clinic to get it proper care. If we leave it here, it's just, it's probably going to fade out eventually. Uh, you do think that it can be, you can move it, um, but if uh, if anything happened to it, it would, you don't think that like, if, if it took a hit or anything like that, it took like a punch or took like a, a blast from a weapon, it would probably go out pretty quickly. 
Mm. So if you did take it, you would have to protect it very carefully. Well, I suppose a life form is a life form, no matter how small. <laughs> You're the Autobot. I, th I thought you guys were the good guys. Uh, yes, but some of us are realists. Can we get out of this area within two hours? Would it be safer for us to just leave it hooked up where it might survive longer? If we restored it and left it here, could we send a medical team back? These are all possibilities. We must consider them all. Uh, I, I don't like leaving it here with this cosmic rust right here, too. That seems dangerous. Rust wouldn't hurt a spark. Well, if it, if it got out, it would probably eat through its casing or whatever. I don't know. I guess we, I guess we can uh, put it to a vote. I vote we take the spark with us. Uh, I think we should uh, try to stabilize the spark or regenerate it as much as possible and take it with us. I, I but we do that. Okay. Does Kiloton have a vote, or does he not care? He's like, we're talk we're spending too long talking about it. Kiloton just looks completely disinterested in you. <laughs> You're not shooting anything, so he's in give a shit what you do. <laughs> okay, um... A very, very one-dimensional. He'll ask if you want him to shoot the spark. <laughs> no. I no! You sure? I can do it. Nine! <laughs> It's not even moving. It's right there. I can hit it. Uh, okay, so can we use an Energon node to try and stabilize it? Yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead and uh, expend one of your Energon nodes. And when you do, uh, it will start to get a little bit brighter. You think that you may have bought it an extra, an extra hour or two? I will also use one of my nodes to edit in that way. Okay. Okay, um, how big is it? Like, can, can someone carry it one-handed? Does it have a handle on the casing, or how, how, is, how can we carry it? You can kind of jury-rig a, a, like a handle onto the, the, like the casing around it in order to, to carry it. I do have a compartment that is typically used to uh, transport... Um, explosive materials safely. I could put it in there. Do you know? I am a bomb uh, squad emergency vehicle. That sounds like a good option. Can he can he access that in robot mode? I imagine so. Yeah, I I think I might have to go into my alt mode to access it, but then it's a uh, it's part of my form. Okay, so you transform, we, yeah. we load you up, and then you can transform back, and it won't get crushed in your in your innards. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, let's do that. All right. Sounds good. All right, I, I, think, uh, I think it should be safe. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually giving off any heat or radiation, but it, I feel warmer. <laughs> Does anyone else feel that? I think it, it's just... The warm feeling is doing a good deed. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Feelings. <laughs> uh, can we can we make a final check of this room to see if there's anything else interesting in here? Like, is there any 
notes or, or I guess there there wasn't any other data pads or any other information or any other items. Nope. You uh you pretty much went through everything that was uh relevant. Okay. Then I guess we should uh, go back to the main tunnel and keep trying to find our way out. Sounds good. Um, is there a way that we can perhaps uh, seal the doors to keep any other curious people, bots, from getting in here? You think so, because you hacked the door. You didn't break it down, so the door mechanism is still, uh, still there. So you can... Uh, you can like adjust the the passcode for it so that it doesn't open up for whoever was living here before. Excellent. And can we perhaps even take it a step further and weld the seam of the door? I would say yes, if anyone had welding tools to do it with. Hmm. Okay. Ooh, was there any welding tools inside? I uh, know there was in not. In the lab. Stuff to take things apart, but not stuff to put things back together. Ah, uh, yes. Do you have a uh, re- destruction? Do you have repair tools as a feat, Professor? Uh, yes, I do. Would a welder be part of those repair tools? You know what? Sure, makes sense. All right. It might not be a strong com- weld. Combination but with changing the code. A weld is a weld. I'm going to uh, do an engineering check to weld the door shut. After everyone's out, of course. Oh, damn. <laughs> so close. Looking at you, Kiloton. I'm already down the hall. What are you talking about? He's just like holding his gun, just like aiming down the, the hall. He is a gun. So is is that like a, a, a rude gesture? Okay, so engineering is a plus seven. And my roll is a 27. I rolled a 20. Ooh, third natty 20 of the night. Yeah, first one for me, though. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't on an attack, right? (laughs) I know. Uh, Yes, we'll say that you have uh, successfully welded the door shut. All right. And we also changed the passcode, so it's got a different encryption thingy that someone else would have to break. Mm-hmm. So you've made it very difficult for anyone to get back in that room. Good. Because what's in there should not be coming out. Uh, cool. So you back, uh, head back through the other chamber and back into the hallway. Next time on Empire of Rust. And you kick one of them and the sound echoes throughout the room yes yes this one will do this yes no 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 that one doesn't have its head you're not sweet spot Uh, you can't move that fast professor (laughs) (laughs) don't worry there's someone in the room that can revive you and turn you into a zombie from the secret files of teletran 1 Empire of Rust was created, written, and GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Pythagoras and his partner, Magnum, are played by Matthew G. Sweet Spot, the ambassador of Velocitron, is played by Adam H.U. 
the Decepticon warrior, Wildstrike, is played by Mike M. And the Beast Warriors of Primitive Eucharis, Rex and Carapace, are played by Rob Muller and Patrick Finn. The Autobot supercomputer, Teletran 1, is supported by the humans of planet Earth by going to transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by listening to Transmissions and Transmissions Alt Mode. Teletran 1, Shutdown Mode Initiated.